Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. It's another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me, producing today as usual. And uh, out in the hall is Gordon Monson. Coming in, I think, at some point, possibly. I don't know. I said three times we were up. He didn't care. Okay. How's it going, Austin? How you doing? I'm fine. You good? I'm fine. Uh, good good weekend? weekend. Great weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Had the niece's ninth birthday. Went and uh, enjoyed the beautiful weather that Saturday held. Listened to the return of the Saturday show. Oh, I heard a bit of that myself. Hatch yeah. and uh, Lundy killed it. Yeah. It was great. A lot of hockey. No, there was not a lot of hockey. The final segment was hockey. The only segment I heard was all about hockey, and then they followed it up with, "And eh, let's squeeze in a little soccer too." <laughs> <laughs> I thought to myself, you're lucky I like you two. I'm going to stay tuned in for the but if, hot hockey talk. If you're looking for jazz insight that you don't hear anywhere else, Alex Lundberg has some stuff for you. He produces every jazz game, so he'll give you some nuggets. He is uh, required by job to listen to David. <laughs> He's paid to. Paid to listen to David more than anybody else probably on this planet outside of those related to him. Hi, Gordon. Oh, sorry. I was outside talking to Hanson Scotty. We noticed. You know, you get going on something, and, you know, I mean, you know us. It's like when we're on a, in a segment, and Austin's yelling at us to go to break. You know, it's, it's hard to stop. Hard to stop. Even when hosting a radio show. <laughs> that, Even that when begins. ignoring your job. Yeah. yeah I find it easy that. to stop talking to Hans, personally. Anyway, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? Life treating you Okay. Yeah, life is life is fine. How's the little one? She to show up. She's uh, she's fine. She's eating, <laughs> sleeping, and pooping. That's what she's doing. By the way, that's and what growing. that's what we've taught our three and a half year old. She she like says it on command like a like a trained seal now. Like when when somebody comes to visit the baby, we go, Sadie, what three things do babies do? And she <laughs> eat, sleep, poop, and she really emphasizes the the poop. She's, you know, she's got sort of an advantage in that she's always around you and Naz. So she's, she picks up on what you say. It's not like she's hanging out with a bunch of three-year-olds or four-year-olds. She's hanging around with you. And so I'm assuming this is a good thing. And so she hears the adult talk. And so then she starts talking that way. And before you know it, she's off to college. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, she does. She does go to uh, go to 
daycare. So she does bring some oh, stuff home okay. from, from okay. daycare occasionally. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure. One of, uh, Hopefully good things. One of her friends at, uh, at daycare called uh, or uh, told her about a little television show called Paw Patrol, and it's completely ruined my life. <laughs> Doesn't she have an aunt that works for Paw Patrol? <laughs> yes, uh, used to for the for the traveling uh, in person uh, live show. Uh, but now she's I, I don't know if they they gab about it at school or, <laughs> or what. Uh, but she's she's on the Paw Patrol kick now, which is <laughs> welcome to hell, Jake. Oh, uh, it's so bad. And the you know what the the same bad music plays the whole way through in every episode. I mean, I feel like like her show previously was Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and I felt like there was other than the you know like opening song, there was at least like a little variety. Like the same theme music plays in every single episode. It's just and a it, loop. It is just uh, drilling a hole through my brain. And it's not like we let her watch that much television, right? But we've got a newborn around, so you got to throw a show on occasionally to to uh, to juggle a little bit. And uh, I'm telling you. And my wife read this thing where if if you're going to have your child watch television, it's best when you actively watch with them. Why is that better? I don't even know. It's a bonding experience with you. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't <laughs> so, they, know. so then you got to actually be. So exposed I got to sit down there and and I got to watch this silly thing, and it's just oh. And then you start asking your questions like, how come the dogs can talk but the cats can't? <laughs> <laughs> we've actually we've actually gone with the uh, we've teased an idea with my wife because she gets real in-depth breakdowny with these types of shows where she'll because she sits there and watches them when i when when i'm in charge i just tune out and do whatever i want but she'll get like real film critic about paw patrol about uh-huh. mickey mouse clubhouse and i thought that'd be kind of a funny bit to have uh to have whitney and i guess now you jake giving us the siskel and ebert breakdown of Paw Patrol. And I tell you what, you know, I try to suggest Sesame Street because I kind of like Sesame Street. It's a little nostalgic (laughs) for me. You know, I feel like there are a lot of lessons in there. Usually there's a guest star or two that pops up. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, And every time I suggest Sesame Street, it's like, hey, how about a little Sesame Street? Nope. Paw Patrol. And then it's like, I'm not going to. Yeah. And then you don't want to cave, but you do anyway. So I knew somebody who had a problem with Mickey Mouse Clubhouse because they didn't like the what's the what's the doodad that you they they could call on to fix oh, everything. Toodles. Yeah. Toodles. Uh-huh. Didn't like that. Because they thought that's not real. And I'm thinking, well, none of this is real. It's a talking but, mouse. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but they didn't like setting the example that you could bail out, that you could you could turn to something and, and get bailed out. That's how the Avengers did it. <sighs> what? Well, by the way, why can why is Goofy able to be yeah. human like, and Pluto is yeah. stuck as a pet? Right. I don't it's, know. That that's another one of those uh, those uh, you know eternal questions. But but there's no it, answer to. I was just talking to, to Scotty a little bit about this because I was asking uh, his advice, I guess, on on a certain thing. And, uh, it, you know, he referenced one of his kids, his, uh, his eldest, mm-hmm. uh, Jake Scott Gerard. Yeah, great, uh, great kid. Great handle. Good name. Uh, having a lot of uh, success in his, uh, in his young life. And it was like, all right, Scotty, well, you know, you're doing something right. I, I'm just aiming for not raising a serial killer. <laughs> Your bar is low. <laughs> I'm just, you know, 
I did uh, that once. I was doing a, uh, I did a uh, kind of a fundraiser for a charity, and there were a bunch of kids who, who were there who were getting all these awards that were really impressive. And I thought, man, these kids, you know, they're all reaching for the, for the sky, and my dad was hoping I'd stay out of jail, you know? Oh, well. Uh, just don't just don't force your kid to be an overachiever. You know, that's what I feel. I feel bad for kids who feel pressured to, to do, stay out of jail. Yeah. To, <laughs> I mean, now that's the that's the minimum that you hope for. But but uh, some of these kids uh, get involved in a program and then they are programmed, and next thing you know, they're robotic hmm. and unhappy. So you don't want that. Nope, nope, don't want that. But we I, don't need to, to drag folks down out there. No, that's, a, that's no. enough parenting no, talk for, for today. <laughs> uh, the Jazz have uh, have clinched the best record in the NBA. The playoffs are here. I don't think yesterday was actually a particularly good day for the Jazz uh, with how things ended up shaking out. You want to dive into it? Should sure. we go for it? Anything yeah. else? Yeah, I, uh, that's a good that's a good place to All start. Right. Austin. Uh, let's let's get into the uh, sports story. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Right side Clarkson, top to Gobert, left wing Conley. Conley go they go under the pick, he fires the three and hits. Mike Conley, career three-point shooting, 40, or this year, 40.7, best ever, 40.8. He just went above it as he's now one for two on the day. Beautiful defense by Gobert, leads to a fast break for the Jazz and a slam dunk for Bogdanovich. And the Jazz are up 20, 73-53. Here, early in the third, the Utah Jazz looking for their 52nd win of the season, which remarkably, in a 72-game season, would be the most wins for Quinn Snyder in his coaching career in a single season. Clarkson fires a three on cue and nails it. The 18th of the game for the Jazz, and it's now 110-85 Utah, 5.20 to play. I mean, I think it's... uh... It's a great accomplishment, and obviously, uh, you know, it's it's not our, our main goal. Our main goal is to to get the championship, but uh, you know, we we still have to you know enjoy those moments and uh, you know and, and be proud of you know of the year and of the the work that we that we put in this year. Jazz beat the Kings, Gordon. Uh, other than a slow start, really beat them no problem. Uh, they finished the season 52 and 20, the best record in the NBA. First time in franchise history out. They've done that outright. Uh, they had the best record in the NBA two seasons in the 90s, but it was a tie. So this is a new ground, and the Jazz do it in kind of a wonky season. Uh, Gordon and uh, and uh, you heard Rudy saying there's still you know uh, more work yet to be done, but. Um, Quite the accomplishment, I'd say. I don't know. Where do you want to start the conversation? No, I today? agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. It was an accomplishment. And think about where the Jazz were. What were they picked to finish? You say sixth? By whom? Uh, I don't know. Probably four, five, six. I mean, they finished in the four or five slot for the last three years now? Four years? Three years? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of where I think most folks saw them. Certainly not first. Yeah. And so I was thinking about, I was thinking about, uh, what the Jazz have been able to achieve and how they did it and the conditions under which they did it. And all of that is impressive to the extent that they did it. 
And I think Jazz fans can be really, really proud of this team. I agree. Uh, yeah. They're going to have the defensive player of the year um, is going to be Rudy. I mean, we can re- read what John Hollinger wrote about it today. Uh, we can get to that a little bit later on in the show. But uh, Jordan Clarkson is going to be the sixth man of the year. Quinn Snyder should be a, a, a strong candidate for coach of the year. I'm just not sure he's going to get it. Yeah. I mean, uh, we should be talking about all NBA performances from, from Rudy and Donovan, I would guess. And so they're going to get some recognition coming their way. And they deserve it. Yep. I mean, that's not a, that's not homerism. That's just looking at the facts as they are. And uh, we've had a front row seat to see uh, how effective all of those individuals have been and how it's all worked together collectively. And it's pretty hard, if you want to look at it objectively, it's pretty hard to deny any of that. So, yeah, and, and I do give Quinn a lot of credit for it because he's the one that, that turned Jordan Clarkson loose. When some of us were out there saying that he was a little reckless with his shot selection. Some of you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Quinn was over there saying, shoot away, my friend. And that's what he did. And uh, looked pretty good yesterday, didn't he? I'll tell you what, what, as long as we're talking about Jordan Clarkson, can I add this? Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan's talked about it a few times. You know the one thing Quinn Snyder really did for him was actually take something out of Jordan's game. And Jordan's talked about this, how Coach Snyder basically told him to, to limit, significantly limit the amount of mid-range shots that he takes. So he's taking the three and he's getting Still the floater and, and at the, the rim. I don't know. We should uh, we should get into the advanced numbers. Uh, we could look at, uh, at, at, in fact, give me a few minutes and I can well, bring it up. He but. likes that search dribble and then he likes to sort of... I guess you could maybe it is around the rim more than it is from from mid range. At what point? Certainly in the paint. At what point does does mid range begin and uh, at the rim end? Well, uh, at the rim is usually considered like the restricted area, uh, yeah. but I don't know in the paint. I I still don't know if I'd consider that mid range. Yeah. Well, he likes to fiddle and faddle around until he finds a position where he can uh, he can get the shot off. What do you have? Uh, Jordan Clarkson, his uh, his shot range, his uh, by zone this season, is uh, he goes. Oh, that's the shot clock. Uh, the closest defender. No, you want by zone less than ten feet. He is thirty three percent and shoots. Uh, doesn't say how uh, three five a game from less than ten feet. Six a game on pull ups and uh, four a game on catch and shoot. So less than 10 feet, that would be within the paint, right? Yep. If it's within 10 feet. But it doesn't give me the here I've, the mid-range. I, I've got a couple of numbers in, in front of me here. This, this uh, Aust, um, so Jordan Clarkson this year is taking 0.8% of his shots from 16 feet to three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that we're, that's, that, we're talking eight? about long twos. We're talking about 0.8%. Last year he was at 2.6. The year before that he was at 2.8. Year before that 2.7. Year before that 8.7. Year before that 12.9. Year before that 15.3. Year before that 14.6. Uh, and on and on. Uh, his rookie year he shot 22.1 percent of his shots from uh, 16 feet to three. Hmm. So I mean a significant downturn. Yes. Even you know 0.8 to 2.6 last year. I mean that's that's a fairly significant difference. And then on three, he's up to fifty-five point seven percent of his shots, uh, up from last year at forty-seven. Yeah. So almost ten percent more of his shots coming from three. Yeah, he shoots a lot from out there. 
And that's why I know Bowler likes to track how many games he's had of making a three-pointer. Well, he shoots a lot of them. He really should make at least one because he shoots so many out there. And he, he has for a long time now. So, yeah, I mean, the Jazz, they have to look back at the regular season and feel pretty good about it. And I thought that was impressive that uh, that Quinn was telling them to stop and, and feel good about it yesterday after the win. He knows what's ahead of them. He knows they have to work their butt off. And he knows this is going to be tough step by step. And it might really be tough right from the beginning, depending upon who they end up having to face in the first round. But, uh, you know, you win – as many games as they have this year, uh, like I said, with the adversity they were coming off of and, and some of the things that had to come together. And, yeah, I mean, they, that, that, that's – I believe that you can bound forward by celebrating the here and now. You know, some people, I don't know, no, they haven't done anything. You know, well, that's – okay. But go ahead and celebrate it and feel good about it and then work your butt off and move forward. And I think the Jazz are pretty confident, especially when they get uh, Donovan back. Now, how the playoffs lay out. I don't think that yesterday, uh, yesterday's outcomes were particularly good for the Jazz as far as their path goes um, through the playoffs. What the Clippers did these last two games, I mean, should just offend <laughs> every red-blooded American sports fan You mean because there. they were trying to do everything they could to dodge the Lakers? That they intentionally lost to the Rockets and then the Thunder. The very same Thunder team yeah. that, Gordon, we saw mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. That team had no business beating uh, the, the, the Mill Creek third ward. Yeah. And so I- <laughs> how the Clippers can intentionally – and watch the last couple minutes of that game, Gordon – Zero defense. I yeah. mean, like intentionally getting out of the way. I saw it. Like, am I am I facing the wrong direction? Oh, my man scored again. Yeah, Darn it. It's uh, it's. <laughs> anyway, so the Clippers as, fall to four. As much as we have sort of celebrated the fact that there's a play in and and that that should eliminate some of that stuff, uh, there it still remains at certain levels, and uh, it's a bastardization of competition. It really is, and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. So the Jazz, if they were to get through the first round of the playoffs, likely will get the Clippers in the second. I think that that is a bad thing. I guess people could argue that, but uh, I'd certainly rather have, uh, I mean, I'd rather have Denver in the second round, certainly rather have Dallas in the second round, which I guess could still happen. But anyway, and then on top of that, the Blazers beat the Nuggets in a game which the Nuggets hardly tried, uh, meaning that the Lakers are in the play-in scenario, leaving open the opportunity for the Jazz to play the first round against LeBron and the Lakers, only to have the Clippers waiting in the second round, which would be uh, the worst-case scenario. Now, let me ask you this, because I've heard people saying that the Jazz should be rooting to face the Lakers and not the Warriors. Why? I don't know. I I because no, 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 that no. just seems no. that just seems totally not. I mean, if, if you're buying that LeBron's really really hurt, okay, I can, you could make that argument. But man, I'm not seeing that. I uh, well, okay, well that, that's a that's an interesting way of looking at it because if you think LeBron is going to be hurt and not play, then maybe I can sort of see it. But if LeBron can bounce back. And any update on? Uh, he looked pretty good last night. Uh, did, did, uh, yeah, but he hurt himself. He hurt it at the end of the game, didn't he? Near the fourth quarter. I somewhere. haven't seen an update. But uh, if if they're full strength, then 
I still would probably favor the Lakers to win it all. I know that's not a popular opinion around here, and I know some people disagree with that because of all the discombobulation that's gone on with that team. But if LeBron is healthy and AD is healthy, uh, a lot of people say, well, who else they got? Well, they got Dennis Schroeder, who's a real pain in the butt for the Utah Jazz because the Jazz don't have anybody fast enough to stay in front of them, and most teams don't. Yeah, I, outside of LeBron and AD, the Lakers don't impress me all that much. I mean, Schroeder's fine. He's an upgrade over Rondo, which they but, had but, last but, but year. His, but his skill set is uniquely uh, positioned to hurt the Jazz because he's faster than any Jazz guard. Also, Steph Curry. Yeah, but Steph doesn't have AD and LeBron on his exactly, team. which is why we agree with this. And I, 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 my, I guess my take has more to do with the the Warriors than it does the Lakers. I think the Lakers are really, really dangerous if they're healthy. If, I, if LeBron's ready to go, and wouldn't that be? I mean, I, I think you set it up nicely there, Jake. If the Jazz play, they'll have to face the Lakers in the first round. You got to play them probably sooner or later. And so, uh, my you know, my philosophy has always been: go ahead and beat whoever's in front of you, regardless. But that that Laker team, if healthy, is going to be a big, big problem. Well, the Warriors, I don't think, are going to be a big, big problem. As unbelievable as Steph is playing. He can't score. Yesterday. He can't score all of the baskets in a playoff series. But I mean, they play. They play good defense. They do play good defense, and Draymond is playing well in that kind of you know, uh, um, I guess point forward type of role that they've carved out for for him. And defensively, he still makes them unique. I got it. But they're so under talented. Under-talented, but, uh, you know, Jazz fans saw what happened in that regular season game recently. And obviously Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell didn't play in that game. And that does make a big, big difference. You think? But uh, but they play that kind of defense. This is, it can be sticky for the Jazz, and so we'll see how it goes. Uh, by the way, speaking of Mike Conley, nine assists in that game yesterday in limited minutes. He makes a big difference on the Jazz. He really, really does. He does. I, I completely agree. And uh, the offense runs so much better with him. Um, and as long as we're going down this road, I mean, for a lot of reasons, um, none probably more important than when teams try to play that defense, the switchy defense, you can't when Mike Conley is out there doing his thing. So, I a mean, lot more difficult. It's a lot more difficult because you can't park a, a, a lumbering big in front of Mike Conley because <laughs> he's just going to go right around him every single time. I like that word, lumbering. I know, it's a great, it's a great <laughs> word. Very, very descriptive. You know exactly what we're talking about when you, exactly. use, the word, when you use the word lumbering. So, so what do you think they do? You think they're still going to try and do it if they do end up facing the Jazz in the first round? Still, still try to do that switchy thing and and see uh, where it leads them, even with Mike Conley in the lineup. Oh yeah, I mean we'll we'll see him try. Yeah, well, I mean that's the that's the great thing about series basketball, right? I mean it's the chess match between the coaches. Never is coaching more important than it is in a series because it's the you know adjustment to what one team is doing uh, in the other. And yeah, I think Golden State likely if the they played the Jazz would have to adjust that mentality because. You know, personnel-wise, the Jazz will be certainly more equipped to deal with it. Yeah. And other teams have tried it this year when the Jazz are full strength and it's failed miserably. So, you know, but you take the two of their primary ball handlers off the team, leaving just Joe Ingles yeah. and kind of Jordan Clarkson, 
I mean, yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna go as well against that defense. After what we've seen over the past number of weeks, there's probably no one who's happier to see Mike Conley back on the court than Joe Ingles. Oh yeah, because he can go back to cannon catch and shoot threes, which he's so right. good at, and and he's really good at setting up the bigs, and it gives him some freedom to do that as opposed to what he was being asked to do prior to, and that was namely. Well, try to replicate what was missing, and it was very difficult to do. Especially, well, we saw that against the Warriors. So we're we're both giving no chance though to Memphis or San Antonio. Uh, you know, I'm, there's always a chance, right? Yeah, that's not a good one though. No, I wouldn't think so. I I would predict it to turn out that the Jazz would end up playing the Warriors, but when you have a, a star player like like Steph, who knows what crazy things can happen. And I don't know, you don't think the Lakers would rather play the Jazz than the Suns? I was thinking the same thing. If they didn't have to play an extra game, I wouldn't put it past them to maybe lose on purpose. But I don't know if that would be worth it because you have to play another game after that. Yeah, yeah, I thought that same thing. And I don't know what the, how have the Lakers done against the Suns this year? I have no idea. I didn't look that up. But the thought did cross my mind because of what you said earlier about what the Clippers were doing. It's like everybody has these machinations in mind about what they want to do to it and how they're going to get to where they want to be. I, I just think that stuff is dangerous because you're teetering on the edge of a cliff. Uh, if you tell your players you're afraid to play somebody or you even give them any kind of symbol- symbolism that that's true, uh, that's a negative message. Um, but Except for Denver maybe I'm living did, in the 100 acre wood. Denver did it two years ago, the last week of the season. Remember when the Jazz unexpectedly got the Rockets yeah. because of the long mm-hmm. shot circumstance? Well, that was Denver <laughs> losing on purpose. And uh, if you recall, what round of the playoffs did Denver get to that year? I don't remember where, how far. The Western Conference Finals. Ah, uh, well, that's good for them, I guess. It's cheap, though. I'm all about the competitor. Uh, that's what I want to see. We're actually, you know what? Guys. I take that back, though. Uh, as dramatically as I said, Western Conference Finals. I think they lost to Portland in the second round because that was the irony yeah, that they Portland, wanted. Yeah, Portland. They wanted the Portland, they for, and yeah. then Portland beat them. So I take that. That was a really profound point that was well, incorrect. You were educating me. And I, was <laughs> I apologize. Going, wow, I don't was, remember that. Like as soon as it left my tongue, I was like, "No, that doesn't seem right." <laughs> maybe, maybe a little research. Does that happen to you a lot? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, Hardly ever. No, never. That, that uh, might have been the first time, actually. Ever. <laughs> yeah. But, so, uh, you know, I mean, people can look at this. And which, but it is interesting to hear what jazz fans say about who they're going to face and what they're hoping for and what they're afraid of. I, I think in the back of most people's minds who really understand how great LeBron is if he's healthy and AD is no slouch either. You know how dangerous that Laker team can be. I think most Jazz fans want to do what they can, want the Jazz to do what they can to, uh, or actually they probably can't do anything, but uh, hoping at least that uh, it will be the Warriors rather than the Lakers. Plus, I'm not really buying that LeBron's all that hurt, but the the language he uses to talk about it, though, is so overly <laughs> dramatic. And he's been that way his entire career. I mean, remember like back what's, when he, uh, he what's, was— sticking in your He crawl? was— uh, Well, remember back when he was, like, younger and he would go down on the ground and stay down for, like, 10 minutes? Do you remember all that? <laughs> Did they bring the magic uh, spray in? All that, all that act. Oh, yeah, the magic spray. Um, 
No, I mean, just uh, what did he say the other day? Uh, he said he'll never get back to 100% in his career. What well, does that mean? That's exactly. what he's saying about his equal. I mean, you mean just, at his peak? He's just well, yeah, probably not. You're he's older like, now. I'll never be the same again. I'll never recover <laughs> from this injury again. Man, I feel like that's just about every morning I get up. Anyway, he's he's always been fairly dramatic about his injuries, but I mean, a high ankle sprain is something that's difficult to yeah. shake. So I don't know. That, that's the big mystery to it all. Because if LeBron's not uh, at a hundred percent, maybe you could make that argument that you'd rather face the Lakers, but. If if he's a hundred percent, I mean, LeBron's LeBron. If he's a hundred percent, then I would probably, if I had to pick, I might pick the Lakers to win the West. Well, that's not a surprise. Well, but it's got nothing to do with any kind of bias. It's well, you know, L A K E R S. Yeah, yeah, but that well, was we've all heard the draw. Was a joke. Yeah. That was a joke when I said that. I know. You you love L A. I We You got me on we record there yeah. too, don't you? But uh, none of do. that is authentic. I, I'm sticking with the Clippers. I think they're still. Mm. All right. We'll see. And now we'll find out. Finally, I know. I know. And I'll stay with the Jazz. Cool. Call me a homer. Hey, that's a, that's all right. You know, you didn't have the courage to pick the Lakers, but that's okay. The thing about the Jazz <laughs> and the Jazz, look, the Jazz are the Jazz are dangerous, and they might they might do it. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh no, there's no way the Jazz are going to, you know, like the skeptics do. They they have impressed, and uh, especially at full strength again. If Donovan Mitchell's all ready to go, Mike Conley back, yeah, they are tough. But yet you're picking them to lose to the Lakers in the first round. Uh, no, I don't think they'll play in the first round. If they don't play in the first round, when do they play? Uh, the Lakers would be on the other side, right? So they play. So it wouldn't be till the finals. Till the conference the finals. finals, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think the Lakers beat the Warriors and play the Nuggets or the Suns? Well, yeah, he doesn't yeah. see the Lakers losing again for the <laughs> In the postseason, LeBron if, hurt his if, ankle again, Le, like you mentioned. If LeBron is healthy, and he did tweak that ankle again in the game yesterday, so I I don't know where he is. But if he is healthy, I don't know how anybody can dispute this. I I, I mean I I respect your opinion, but when you think about what LeBron has done in his career, along and now he's got Anthony Davis alongside. They are the defending champs. Now, I know the team is a little different now, but they, they are two of the f- five best players in the league. Oh, I don't believe I don't agree with that take, but okay, uh, the 10 best. I don't know where you're going to put Anthony Davis, but he's he's a great okay. player who's capable of going off for 50 points in a game. You've got the Lakers 12 and 0. We got it. No. Man, well, you're I, kind I, of disrespecting Kawhi Leonard a little bit, no. Uh, maybe disrespecting the Clippers a little because Kawhi Leonard's you were absolutely pretty yeah, good. Like you were absolutely convinced they were going to win the world last year. And if it weren't for the bubble, I think they <laughs> could have. Going to blame it. The, on the, the Lakers uh, beat the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. Congratulations on that. Well, we, the Jazz, wait, the, wait, the Jazz showed how difficult that was to beat the Nuggets. The Jazz had the Nuggets on the ropes. Did they win the series? They should have. They did that. They should have. Did that. I still think the Jazz were a better team last year than the Nuggets. The Nuggets were favored heading into that series. Don't care. Okay. All right.
Again, the Magic Vegas predicting wizard is not the end-all, be-all. And speaking of the wizard, they have the Lakers as the I, favorite. I know why and, you're picking the Lakers. They're the and, favorite uh, and the Lakers. It's the perfect storm. Oh, wait. Is, are the Nets or the Lakers the favorite? I don't know which one. The Nets. The Nets, and then the Lakers, then the Clippers, then the Jazz. So, you just love L.A. <laughs> you you no. and Randy Newman. No, you're you the one that's going it. gaga over the Clippers. We're going to talk uh, UCLA football coming up listen, next. Listen Stay to the tuned. tone. Listen to how sweet the, the, the tone is. I love L.A. That sounds like I can sing. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Bob to Rudy. Oh, he packed it with the right hand. Produce three all-stars. Check. Oh, Donovan Mitchell. Earned the best record in the NBA in the top spot in the West. You are fabulous. Check and check. The regular season is over. And now the number one seeded Utah Jazz begin their quest for an NBA title. Let's go! When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every second of every game on your exclusive home. Welcome home. Of the Utah Jazz. 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30. The update presented by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce? Get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Ring the 30-point bell. All right, it's bottom of the hour jazz update. They seal up the Western Conference and the best record in the NBA with a win last night over the Kings, 121-99. to They finished the season at 52-20. and Jordan Clarkson says uh, they can be happy, but there's work left to be done. Stuff that, that happens through uh, every season, you know, everybody just kind of staying tough and going through it. It just means a lot. But we know uh, we got bigger goals, not just trying to be the, the number one team in the NBA, for the regular season, you know, we're trying to um, play big time in the playoffs and uh, do something special. So, um, you know, we know we got uh, we got bigger fish to fry. Bottom of the hour jazz update brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner. Syringa Networks, call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. The jazz now have... Uh, likely a week off. Uh, they do not know their playoff uh, opponent yet, uh, pending the results of the play-in tournament, which gets started on Wednesday. Now here we go. The regular season is over, and the top-seeded Utah Jazz are set to make their NBA playoff run. Hear every second of every moment of Jazz playoff basketball right here on your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Band of the day today. Wait, Austin just said who it was. Who is it? Blake Shelton. That's right. Isn't he the 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 voice guy? Okay. All right. Uh, Band of the day brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets to get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. I don't know why I just had that brain fart right there. 
I have a technical question for you. Okay. When you talk, I my my sound is just right. But when Austin talks, it blasts my yeah, ears. Yeah, it's blowing your head clean off. Yeah. yeah, it's been that way for a minute. Okay. So I don't know. Well, that's all right. You'll get used to it. Yeah, maybe you are. I don't, I, I don't know. But, but it's weird. You have that same oh, sensation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this sounds normal. Yes. yes. Correct. That's deal with it. <laughs> Which is what I've been doing for quite some time now. Well, I, I turned Austin down, but then I could bear, then you sound completely muffled. So we got uh, new equipment not that long ago. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's some diff- differences. But we should be able to level that out, I believe. I don't or think maybe so. we can just talk Austin into speaking softly and carrying a big stick. <laughs> what does what does uh, Teddy Roosevelt have to do with anything? Yeah. Was, and, and by the way, I, I always wondered about that lovingly. quote. Is is Teddy just walking around like clubbing folks? <laughs> well, he he meant it. Uh, you know, sending those ships all around. The and world. not only are you walking around clubbing folks, but you're doing it without telling them why. Uh, maybe you tell them why after the fact. <laughs> after? While they're <laughs> lying there bleeding? Yeah, I don't know. No? Okay. And not what he was getting at? So Clint t- tweeted in. He said, uh, been thinking about this in long lines of what you said. In the last 12 games, the Warriors have beaten the Sixers, Nuggets, Pelicans, Jazz, and Suns. If Utah is likely to run into the Lakers anyway, I'd rather see them early before they're really rolling, because Steph already is and would be dangerous in round one. What say you? Yeah, okay. I'd like to see the Jazz go as far as they could possibly go. And you think the Lakers would beat them? I don't know. They're more likely to beat them than Golden State, in my mind. I would agree with that. And the way that we view history isn't always very forgiving to uh, unfortunate opponents in rounds. We never remember that uh, the Lakers slid because LeBron was hurt. You know, you just remember that the Jazz lost in the first round. Yes. True. So um, I, I, I don't know if I'm coming along with and that. And it's just as likely that some one of those stars would end up getting hurt again as it would that they would really get rolling. Yeah, and look, you never know what happens in from round to round. The Clippers had an internal meltdown and somehow lost to the Nuggets, and the Lakers got a free pass to the finals last year. If that's the way you want to say it. And then didn't even have to face the best teams in the East because Miami blazed through there. Well, Miami, because Miami was the best team in the East. No, they were like, what were, the, See, what were they the seated this, last this year, is, Miami? Wait, wait, wait. Now, this is the thing about you. You don't give teams credit for what they do in the playoffs because you don't believe in the playoffs. And since you don't believe in the playoffs, then you should think really highly of the Jazz because they just won the West during the regular season. And since you don't really put much weight into the playoffs, what do you mean I don't believe in the playoffs? What does that even mean? You, you all, you all, you, you dismiss it as though it's some little team somewhere getting hot for a couple of weeks. They were fifth. All right. I think it means something. I don't know. Big, I don't know what. Really well, I don't is. know what believe in the playoffs means. Like it's some sort of deity. Like no, it doesn't you, exist. You just, like I have to believe in it. No, you just think it's it's uh, it's it's not a true indication of who's the best team. I think the NBA playoffs is more of that because it's a series. You know, how often does the best team come out of a seven game series? Likely pretty often, but not a hundred percent of the time, and certainly not last year because I think the bubble made it 
it was a huge wild card. The environment it was just a, a, a monstrous like wrench into the system. What teams dealt with it well, what teams didn't, uh, what team— You can make the argument, Jake, that because of the bubble, that's what helped the Jazz be as good as they were against the Nuggets in the first round. Okay. I mean, I'll listen to that. I think the bubble had an, an effect. I don't believe that, but I could listen to that. But you believe it about other teams. Yeah. I th- Read a little bit about the, the Clippers behind the scenes. It was an absolute mess. They couldn't – there was – remember when uh, the, the bubble almost ended uh, because of, of the protest, I believe, of the yep. – uh, was it Kenosha, Wisconsin? And there was – what was it? There was two teams that voted to leave, to just shutter it and go – and the Clippers were one of those teams. They wanted they wanted out. They didn't care about winning basketball games. They wanted out. And that locker room was a complete mess before all the coronavirus stuff happened because the Clippers had this plucky team that somehow made the playoffs and were big overachievers, and then they sold out to get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and they gave the team to those two, and the people that were left behind were grumpy about it, and it led to a mess. But see, I think the fact that the Lakers powered through all that is—they uh, is deserve credit yes. for it. Sure, I, I I agree that they and think about they what the Jazz were dealing with. with. They were the ones where this whole thing, at least the perception was, the coronavirus started around them. I and think, they, and they were able to at least put up a fight, and according to you, should have won the first round. And I think the fact that they didn't, and the way they didn't win the first round, I think has directly led to. Some of the success they've had this year. The sharpening of their I focus. think they learned a lot of lessons. I remember a conversation you and I specifically had before the bubble amidst all the unsalvageable talk. And you and I talked about yeah. this. We said that the bubble is going to have one of two effects on, on teams, and it would be really interesting to see what happened to the Jazz. Teams are either going to fall apart or teams are really going to galvanize and come together because it's this unique play, this unique circumstance where you're all on top of each other. You're living in this bizarro world where you can't talk to anybody and you're seeing your opponents, you know, across the room after the game is over. All these weird, weird things are going to have an effect on teams. And they're either and we can all identify right when we've spent a, a week with family or a business retreat, or I don't know, where you're like, wow, after spending several days with you, I like you a lot less, <laughs> you know, uh, and and you wonder how what effect it was going to have. I think with the Jazz, remember the, the beer shotgun videos and all the levity in the bubble? And I think they came out of that circumstance as a much more connected, galvanized team. And then, of course, as you point out often, you know, you give Donovan and Rudy what they want, which is a bunch of money, and that's going to help out a lot of stuff, right? But I think that that bubble experience really led to what we're seeing this year. I do. I, I would agree with that. And it's a compliment to the Jazz because they set, they set the tone and they, uh, they were aggressive in wanting to prove something. So I assume they still have that mindset now heading into the playoffs because they get it just like we do, that what they just accomplished is nice it should boost their confidence, but it, it 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 ain't the playoffs. And now the playoffs are coming, and the last thing the Jazz want to do is stumble now. Because in some ways, I think they're more at risk as far as, I don't want to say the word ridicule, but as far as gaining legitimacy, because after the season that they had, if they go out and lose in the first round, that would just kind of, 
make those who are skeptics think, see, I told you. So it's pretty important for them to follow through now. But you think they're going to lose to the Lakers in the first round? I don't think they're going to so play the Lakers. So you're actually predicting the demise you're I, talking I, about I here. don't think they're going to play the Lakers in the first round. But if they were to play the Lakers in the first round and everybody was healthy, I think that would be a steep, uh, a steep hill to climb. I want to remind you about our friends at SNS Roofing. Their huge winter and spring sales event is going on now where you can save thousands on a new roof. Call pound 250 and say SNS Roofing for your free bid. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Quick story I came across today, Gordon. Uh, let's see, what is this guy's name? Uh, not important. Anyway, a guy, just a random dude, showed up, Gordon, to uh, rookie camp for the Atlanta Falcons. A random guy. Just a random dude showed up. Is he any good? Uh, no. Apparently, he thought he was invited to camp, but it turned out to be an, like a catfishing kind of thing. So like, somebody sent him an invitation somebody who got, was not right. necessarily the Falcons. Yeah. He, he sent out this statement. It's a little long. Uh, but this is what he said. He said, I want to say thank you to everyone who has been in my corner while I've been pursuing my lifelong dream of playing in the NFL. Apparently, the opportunity of attending rookie minicamp with the Atlanta Falcons was not a legit opportunity. Someone contacted me from a 404 area code number pretending to be Dean Pease, the DC for the Atlanta Falcons. I did not realize it was not a legit opportunity until I traveled to the facility for rookie minicamp uh, check-in on Wednesday, May 12th. It's most definitely one of the most embarrassing things that has ever happened to me and a very humbling experience. Just want to apologize to everyone and the Atlanta Falcons organization for the mix-up. I honestly thought it was a legit opportunity on my end. He adds, I don't know how I don't know uh, or understand why this has happened, but I do know that everything happens for a reason. Yes, this was heartbreaking for me, but just another stepping stone that I am not afraid to admit or overcome. At the end of the day, this will not make or break me. I will still continue to fight for my dreams because I know it's what I really want. I'm still striving and still in the best shape of my life. When the opportunity presents itself, I will be ready. Well, well, hold on a second. Is he any Juan good? Terius Bryant is his name, by the way. Uh, does he uh, do, where, do you play college football? I have no clue. I'm, uh, I mean, <laughs> he played at Austin Pay Governors. Oh, he did. Did they? Did they? I think if he traveled all that way, they should have given him a shot. 
Come on in. Let's see just what you for got. your trouble. I don't think NFL uh, organizations <laughs> work that way, Gordon. It's not. Want? It's not like a bad Mark Wahlberg movie, <laughs> which I <laughs> guess was based on a true story. But anyway, what was that called? Invincible or something? Yeah. Or, uh, maybe he's good. He seems to be convinced that he's good. Wouldn't you look into it a little bit? Is there a liability issue or something? I I, I don't know what. I, I mean, why would they let him wh- in? One more guy. Why would in? they let him in? I, uh, reward the effort. I'm sure they have to sign him to bring him to camp. They're not going to. Yeah, do but you that. can why sign him and just cut him. Showing kid. up. I'm a benevolent soul. <laughs> I, I I would want to give him a shot. Okay, wait, wait, here's one heck of a do. story if he turned out being good. We're going to send Austin to the first day of jazz camp. <laughs> Dressed in his basketball gear, <laughs> with his sneakers, and and show up and say, "Hey, uh, uh, Alex Jensen called me last week and said that I've got my shot here at camp, so I'm here. Which way's my locker? And let's see what happens." Well, basketball's a little different because there's more limited space and there's fewer people. Involved. NFL's rosters are what, like sixty guys? I'm still eligible at the NCAA level. Yeah, Let me try it there. Just show up to camp. They're not going to let you in. Hello. <laughs> you don't know me, but I feel bad. You're for, about to. I feel I bad for this where guy. Did he, where did he come in from? I don't know. I did. He, he said but he traveled there. He lives in Tennessee. This is ah. this is somebody preying on somebody who's trying to live the dream. And all, in all honesty, there's a lot people, a lot of people out there doing it. I had friends from my own life that tried to live the dream of being a professional athlete and held on for way too long. See, what I think this is is I think it's a friend pranking him. Somebody. Yeah. This that sounds knows. like something a buddy would do, and then go, "Oh, that didn't go well." I thought we'd have. A oh, he showed up. Mm. But see, that's why. The, that's why they should. Uh, they should give him a shot. That would be the joke's on you, buddy. The other guy. This is the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You can't just show up to camp. Yeah, but I guess Willie Mays Hayes did it in Major League. <laughs> that's so. right, exactly. What I'm saying, I I I I see an opportunity there. Other people see a joke. Hi, I'm Austin Horton. Somebody called me last week about uh, about showing up to camp for the Jazz. I'm, I'm excited. To, I'm up to nine push-ups in an hour. <laughs> I'm excited to see if I can make the squad. Yeah, but what if this guy? Which could, way do I go? What if this guy really is a legitimate, you know, borderline athlete? He probably would be in the NFL, or you know, <laughs> playing. He probably would have played somewhere beside Austin P. What? Austin P. Yeah. Yeah, Austin P. Two-time All-Conference safety, former walk-on, team hey, come captain. On, see? Hashtag NFL free agent. Give him a shot. He also has his uh, Gmail on his byline. He might want to remove that. <laughs> show up. Hey, I'm here. They feel bad for him and invite him in. But so okay. So his friend is pulling a prank on him, trying to make fun of him and 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 lead him down the wrong road. And he takes it up, believes it, shows up, and. Makes the cut and and you know might even make the Falcons and then they can all laugh back at it as friends. He's not going to make the Falcons. That's not that's not how I I do Two-time love it. All conference guys. I love Austin the world P. that you you do operate in. That it's everything's a fairy tale. <laughs> the be. opportunity next for month a fairy on tale. Disney Plus yeah. <laughs> could be. Coach Gas is going to join us next. Stay it's all tuned. All about the story, man. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.